Hello, fantasy football community. It's your host, Nate McAllister, bringing to you another Fantasy On Tap podcast. Podcast where we talk about beer and fantasy football. I'd like to start this episode out with an apology. Two listeners asked me for some advice this week, hit me up, and uh, I did not come through. First one, um, it was uh, PD22. PD22, I'm sorry. He asked me who he should take in his full point uh, per reception um, scoring league. And out of DK Metcalf and Danny Amendola from the Lions, and I told him to go with Danny Amendola, I must have been blinded by the full point per reception scoring format. So PD22, I apologize. Secondly, uh Craigie, little Craigie, man, this guy came to me asking me um, who he should pick off the waiver wire to throw on his team, and uh, man, old Robbie Anderson just was looking so juicy with that matchup. I I guess maybe I got too cute, I'm not sure, but I thought it was going to be a great matchup. I told him, throw Robbie Anderson in there, you're going to be happy, and unfortunately... That did not work out. So, Lil Craigie, I apologize to you as well. But enough with the apologies. I was just weighing on me. I couldn't do it and I couldn't live with it anymore. So, we're getting to the beer. The beer this week, um, it was a beer my stepfather got me. It's by the uh, Mad River Brewing Company. Um, I think he got it because it had a steel head on the front of it. Um, I'm... Uh, I don't know if I'm an avid fisherman, but it's something I really enjoy doing. So, and I really like steelhead fishing. Uh, the Mad River Brewing Company, they're out of Humboldt, California. So this beer is brewed in Humboldt, California. Um, this is the Steelhead Extra Pale Ale that he got me. This is their 30th anniversary this year. They started brewing in 1989. Um, this P- Extra Pale Ale is their flagship beer. So it's the beer that they kind of got started with. Uh, it has a pretty standard AVB of 5.6. Uh, it was a, it's a pretty good beer. Really palatable. N- not really strong in the taste. Um, like, I really can't taste any of the flavors that they say they brew it with. None of them really stand out. And none of them really linger. Just like a little bit of a bitter aftertaste. Goes down good. Really good beer. I would, I would definitely get it again. Only thing that I would kind of... <laughs> I don't know if I had a knock for it. I mean, they've been around for 30 years, and they kind of have a really generic-looking label. So it kind of looks like a... I don't know, it looks kind of cheap to me. So um, that would be my only knock. But other than that, Mad River, keep doing the dang thing. It was a good beer, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Moving on to the Beast of the Week. This week, I had a few beasts that I wanted to go over. So, uh, first off, Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Man, this guy's having a year. I've had discussions with a couple buddies of mine about, uh, you know, his MVP candidacy so far. And I was kind of saying it's a little early to talk about MVPs, but man, he is definitely making a case. This week, he went 29 for 43, 378 yards. Five touchdowns in a win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. Monster game for Russ. 
Got that last touchdown in overtime, but still, five touchdowns, 378 yards. Huge day for the man in Seattle. Next up, CMC. Uh, he's pretty much a perennial guy on this episode for the Beast of the Week. And I can throw him on there pretty much every week. So, 24 carries, 146 yards, three touchdowns, 20 yards on uh, through the air. Um man just an absolute monster week for cmc this guy is an absolute bell cow um i wish i had him on any of my leagues i don't have him in any leagues but congratulations cmc on the monster week and lastly we got to throw in tyler lockett tyler lockett had 13 receptions 152 yards two touchdowns on 18 targets from Russell Wilson. That is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he was the recipient, one of the recipients of um, Russell Wilson's big day. So Tyler Lockett, congratulations, my man. Um, now moving on to some of the injuries from this week that could be affecting uh, you guys coming into week 10. So uh, first one is... Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell from the Indianapolis Colts has a hand injury. Um, it required surgery, so he's going to be out multiple weeks. Another Colt is Jacoby Brissett, injured in the Steeler game. He had a knee injury. I don't know the severity yet, but uh, everything that I see looks like he probably will miss next week. So um, could be a good matchup for Hoyer over there. Deshaun Jackson finally comes back and get into the action and is knocked out. He's going to be out four to six weeks with a uh, another large muscle injury, it said. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, hamstring injury. He barely came back, re-aggravated it. Uh, I think that he came back too soon. I see this all the time with athletes. They come back a little too soon from hamstring injuries, and they're back out, and they're usually out longer the next time. So... I think Adam Thielen's going to be out for at least two to three weeks, personally. But that's just a guess. Um, next, Preston Williams of the Miami Dolphins having an absolute monster day. I had him on my DFS lineup. I thought it was really nice and cute making that, and then he went out. So he still put up like 20-something points for it, but um, he had a knee injury, and they say he will be out the remainder of the season. So big hit to the Dolphins who are in huge playoff contention. <laughs> uh, next and last guy on the list is Ricky Seals-Jones. Ricky Seals-Jones had a knee injury. Um, I don't know the severity of that one either, but um, he was putting up putting together a pretty good year, and this is just pretty unfortunate for a Browns team that is just full of unfortunate things. Um, off of the injuries now, we're going to go into other things that may affect. Um, this is bye weeks. Bye weeks in week 10 is a huge one. There's six teams on bye. Um, Broncos, Texans, Jags, Eagles, Redskins, and Patriots. So there's a lot of players on there that are obviously going to be affecting teams. Big ones that notable names that we can throw out there are DeAndre Hopkins, um, Tom Brady, and who else we got out there? Oh, we got Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, and uh, Watson. Watson from the Texans as well. So, Oh, and Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette will be on there as well. So those are some pretty no notable names that a lot of teams are going to be missing this week. So get on it early. Look at the waivers. We're going to have some work to do. 
fellas. All right, enough of the injuries. Now we're going um, we're going into the actual waiver portion of this. Remember, um, as always, I use ESPN to determine player availability, and we always go off of half point per reception scoring format. So, first on the list, we're going to start with running backs, as we always do. So, number one, and this is the guy that I think that everyone who has a high waiver claim probably should throw it at this guy, especially in a week where there's going to be a lot of bye weeks or injuries affecting the lineups. So, this is Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is owned in 37.8% of leagues. Uh, that's pretty low for the number one running back over in Tampa Bay. They have a pretty good offense under Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians came out and said that Ronald Jones will be the starter going forward. He's the more explosive back. We've said this all along all season. Finally, it's coming to fruition, so I'm really excited for Rojo, or Rojo as we call him. So uh, this week he had 18 carries for 67 yards, two receptions for 15 yards, and a touchdown, and his uh, next three weeks, these are his opponents, Arizona, New Orleans, and Atlanta. So very good matchups besides maybe the New Orleans one. They have a pretty stout run defense, but Arizona and Atlanta are definitely smash starts. So uh, go pick up Rojo. Um, I would definitely throw some fab at him. Um, if he's available in any of my leagues, I'm going to throw some major fab at him or my number one waiver tar- or priority. So Rojo, it's good to find a running back this late to uh, bolster that lineup and make the playoff push. Next, and last, oh no, no, just next, running back on the list is Kalen Balage for the Miami Dolphins. And I know this kind of sounds a little strange because who wants a running back off the Miami Dolphins? Well, uh, Walton, he got suspended for four games for violating substance abuse policies. So that makes Kalen Balaj the number one running back and pretty much only man in town over there in Miami. He's only owned in 8.8% of leagues. This week he was only had 7 carries for 19 yards, but Walton had 12 carries for 29 yards, 3 receptions for 12 yards. So um, if he can pick up that work, you can see a guy getting 15 to 18 touches on an offense that's looking a little bit better under Fitzpatrick. Um, and, I mean... If you're getting, like I said earlier on Rojo, if you're getting a number one running back this late in the season, you might as well jump on it. So if Pelage is available in your league, throw some fab at him. Maybe not the number one um, waiver waiver wire priority, but um, if you have it, I would throw it at him. Um, and these are some guys that I think that you should maybe get into stashing right now because if something happens, these guys could be league winners. So, first guy is Darius Geis. He's owned in 32.6% of leagues. He's expected to be back in week 11 from the torn meniscus, um, and his first game will be against the Jets. So that is a very good matchup if he can get back into week 11. Next week, like we said, they have a uh, bye week. Coming off the bye, Darius Geis should be the man, and they should run through him. I know it's a terrible offense, but this could be a sneaky play if you got if their fellow league mates aren't aren't really uh, hot on the waiver take, then you may be able to sneak guys off the waivers before they even know it. Put them on your bench, especially if you have some of these like guys that you're never going to put out there. If you have guys 
like maybe Chris Thompson or just guys who are never going to see your starting lineup, take some risk on these these guys like Darius Geis, the next man, Alexander Madison, owned in 21% of leagues, and Tony Pollard, owned in 12.4% of leagues. Because if the main bell cow running back goes down, that's Cooks and uh, Zeke, then you're going to have a bell cow running back late in the season for basically free. So um, stash these guys if you have the opportunity. Now we're going to go on to the pass-catching position, the wide receivers. Uh, first man on the list, and I, the guy I'm most excited about, is Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker, um, high draft pedigree, Miami Dolphins. Um, he's owned in 22.8% of leagues. He had uh, six targets for four receptions, turned into 57 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the last six games, this is what Parker has done. He's had uh, 15 points, 10.3 points, 14 points, 8.9 points, and 13.7 points for an average of 12.4 points per game. It's a lot of P's I threw in there. Um, that also includes four touchdowns over the last five games. These are monster weeks out of a very terrible offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to throw the football, as we know. And I said that his number one target, Williams, will be out for the season. So this is definitely Devontae Parker's um, field now. He's going to be the number one target over there. Albert Wilson, I don't see playing a lot of effect into him. So go after Devontae Parker. Feel very confident that he's going to be a high-end, I would say a high-end flex or a low-end wide receiver too going forward throughout the season. Um, Next man on the list is Zach Pascal of the Indianapolis Colts. This is another guy who's getting his opportunity because of injury. He's owned in 6.6% of leagues. Uh, this week against the Steelers, he had six targets, turned into five receptions for 76 yards and a touchdown. And his next opponent is the Miami Dolphins, which is a great matchup. I understand uh, he has Jacoby Brissett possibly out, and his quarterback is Brian Hoyer. But Brian Hoyer looked very capable in the game against the Steelers, so I would feel confident throwing Pascal in there with T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell both out for at least the next two weeks. So you could have a very good, kind of similar situation to Parker. He's probably that high-end flex um, or a low-end wide receiver too going forward. So Zach Pascal, jump on this man, um, throw some fab dollars, be a little creative, get your flex or wide receiver too. And that's kind of all I had for the wide receiver position. So we will move on to the tight ends. I have uh, my first man is uh, Vance McDonald. And I'm very excited to see this guy finally get it going. He's owned in 43.9% of leagues. This week he had seven targets, turned into five receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown. Um, It's not great production. The touchdown kind of saved his day. But what I really like about Vance, there's two things actually. Um, Mason Rudolph is really starting to key in on Vance, and it looks like he's not going to push the ball down the field, so Vance is going to get a lot of those targets. He's going out for more routes, Um, so I'm very happy about that. Next thing is his next five matchups. Listen to this. We got the LA Rams, which is kind of a tough matchup, but their defense is not as good as it has been in the past. But then they got Cleveland, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Arizona all great opportunities for Vance McDonald to have big days. And especially in a very slim tight end field, Vance McDonald could be 
you know, that guy who gets you through the next five weeks, which would be great. That's right up to pay, to the playoffs. So uh, you won't have to think about the tight end position for a while. So go after Vance McDonald, owned in 43.9% of leagues. And my last tight end that I have is Jacob Hollister from the Seattle Seahawks. He's owned in 4% of leagues. He had four receptions for 37 yards and two touchdowns. Um, it's a very touchdown-dependent guy here. I'm not jumping all over him, but I just think that Russell Wilson's having a great year. He's been looking to the tight end a ton this year. So Hollister has some opportunity to uh, score some touchdowns. I mean, Disley was scoring touchdowns. I just think that uh, Russ likes his tight ends down in the red zone. So uh, Hollister, he's definitely going to have some opportunity. So if you need a tight end, this might be your guy. I don't know. It's kind of a flyer. And then we're going to go into the quarterback streamers. Um, quarterback position is kind of thin with all the injuries that have happened and bye weeks coming up. A lot of people are going to need these streamers. So my number one streamer of the week is Danny Dimes against the Jets. It's basically because of the matchup. Hopefully he gets Sterling Shepard back and Evan Ingram is still there and healthy. We got Saquon Barkley healthy. So he definitely has the weapons to do good. So we're just hoping that the matchup is going to be good enough. I think the Jets and Giants is a very good matchup for Danny Dimes. So that is my waiver stream of the week at the quarterback position. Next guy is kind of, this is kind of a weird one to say, but Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is quietly putting up good games over there in Tennessee, um, throwing for 300 yards, I think, in two of his or both of his starts. So Ryan Tannehill having doing big things over there, and he gets a very good matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. Looks to be a possible shootout over there. So Ryan Tannehill, grab that man if you need a quarterback this week. And my last one, this one is a flyer, and you have to definitely watch out the health of Jacoby Brissett. But Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer versus the Miami Dolphins is a great position to be in uh he has some weapons over there indianapolis is a pretty good team well coached and they're going to scheme well against this very bad miami offense i mean defense so if you need a quarterback those are the three dudes that i would be targeting uh well it's kind of all i got for the waiver wire episode this week the little recap i really appreciate you all listening make sure to follow us on instagram at fantasy on tap um, yeah, that's kind of all I got. So thanks again for listening. Have a good one. Peace.